Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host. We're beginning another week of Fire on the Earth, the program dedicated to the promotion of Catholic mission and evangelization. And evangelization really is about communicating the good news, the good news about a person, of course, Jesus. And Paul talks about the the God's gospel, which is God's good news, God the Father's good news about his beloved Son that he sent to bring salvation to a world that's desperately in need of it. And to those of us who, by God's grace, have been baptized into Christ, what a precious gift we have. It's almost indescribably beautiful, powerful, and extraordinary. And no matter what's happening in our lives, it literally is the biggest thing, the most important thing, the most, by far, the most significant thing about our lives is God's action in us and the power of the Holy Spirit given to us through Jesus, the Messiah, the one anointed by the Holy Spirit. And so I think one of the most helpful things, just living on a daily basis, friends, that it's easy to forget is to realize that we need to cooperate with the grace and the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, who enables us to both see and understand the faith at a deeper, more total personal level, but also gives us the power and the, you might say, inspiration to access the resources that have come to us in the gift of the Holy Spirit in things like faith, hope, and love, these theological virtues that God has given to us in our baptism. And they, these things have, they're the, like foundation stones of the Christian life. And they're very, very powerful. If we're conscious of them, growing in them, cooperating with the Holy Spirit who's helping us lay hold of them, it's very important. So what I want to do this week here in this, we're here in the season of Advent, again, remembering, preparing not only for the first coming of our Lord, celebrating the incarnation that is at Christmas, but also remembering his return. This is a season the church has one eye toward the incarnation, another eye toward the return of the Lord. And it's important to think about the return of the Lord. And then because the return of the Lord is, you know, he's coming again in glory to judge the living and the dead and his kingdom will have no end. He's coming to definitively complete the work that he established here initially when he planted his flag, the flag of the kingdom on the earth, Jesus, the, the kingdom of God that's present in the church and growing in time and space in this time of mercy between the two comings of Jesus, this mercy that's meant to go to the whole world. If we don't realize what God has done in us and for us, and if it's not a living, dynamic reality at the core of our being and the center of our own consciousness, we're not going to have the urgency to bring God's good news to other people. And it's very easy, friends, for then the faith to get reduced to a kind of moral striving, behavior, it's behavioral modification. It's just, you know, be good, mind your own business, don't get in anybody's way, you know, just be a nice person. That's what it gets reduced to, rather than realizing, oh my goodness, the kingdom of God has come. God's God's new creation is beginning, and his mercy for the forgiveness of sins is going to the world. And that reality is unfolding in my life, and he's he wants me to help him in that. He's calling me to it. He's commanding me to do it. 
it's easy to miss all that and all the urgency of it. And we have a kind of a low grade religious life, religious existence, but it's not dynamic faith. It's not passion for Christ. It's not a living awareness of the presence and the power of the kingdom. So I thought uh, this week, I just want to dedicate the shows to talking about dimensions of what God has done for us and the implications that are there and the call that's in us and the, and the capacity that if we're not careful, we could miss. And you remember what Jesus said, right? That the, the parable of the talents, we just heard it a few weeks back in the gospel reading at mass, one talent, five talents, 10 talents, whatever. And the Lord expects us to multiply what he's given to us. And the multiplication happens through being awake and alert to what we've been given, having discerned it, and then we're stepping out in faith, actively moving forward to share and give away what God has given us. So I want to begin kind of at, you might say, at the beginning of this reflection this week, and asking the question, I did this once earlier this year, but I think it's worth coming back to on a regular basis. I've just been doing a lot of speaking on the road, a lot of men's conferences and things, and I've noticed how far the basics are away from people's consciousness. What people are, at least at men's events, what men are, tend to be aware of is, yes, it's important for me not to sin, and I am a sinner, and I'm here, I want to do something good, and I need to go to confession. And that's a good thing, but it's it's not, it's like Christianity is mainly about fighting off sin and temptation. But that's a reduction, it's a big reduction. It's important, definitely an important thing to do, and to be alert about the spiritual battle on that level. But where the real power and the real life comes in is if I'm gazing at the Lord and I'm pursuing Him and I'm growing deeper in Him and I have an ever-increasing passion for Jesus and the knowledge of Him and knowing who He is and what He's done for me. Those two things need to be happening at the same time. So let's begin with this. What's the, asking a question, what's the essence of Christianity? What is it at its root? And the kind of answers people might give are something like this. Christianity's is not a more what what it's not excuse me you could say christianity is not a personal moral code don't cheat don't lie don't steal be be a nice person like i was just talking about some people might reduce it to that but it's not that it's not a philosophy of life like something like platonism or confucianism or other philosophies that are present in history it's not a set of truth statements about god even like the creed or the catechism It's not a particular way of praying. The Mass, the Rosary, private prayer, Bible reading. It's not a way to help people. It's not just doing good. It's not a humanitarian plan for the betterment of society. It's not an NGO. It's like, let's make the world better. Let's abolish slavery and eradicate hunger. All of these things, you might say, are included in the Christian life. And there's a hierarchy here in the ones I just mentioned, obviously, of some are more important than others. But in some way, all of these things are important. But they're an outgrowth of the fundamental essence and the root of Christianity. It involves all those things. But in a nutshell, in a very simple way, Christianity is new life. That's it. John the, you know, John the Apostle in the first chapter of his letter, first letter, What we've seen, what we've heard, what we've touched, we declare to you that the eternal life that was with the Father has appeared to us. God's life, the divine life, the story of God 
appeared to us in a person in Jesus Christ, and he brought an entirely different life. We know biological life on the earth, right? And the biological clock is ticking for us. And we also know the, the problem of death, which is rooted in sin. That's where death comes from. Death comes through sin, St. Paul reminds us. All have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. All men sin, therefore all men die. But what human beings need and what Jesus brought to us and why he's the only Savior of the world, friends, and why what he, we've been given is so absolutely spectacular, Jesus didn't come, the Father didn't send the Son just to help us get our heads straight and to become more morally upright and to be more conscious about doing good in the world while we're here. He came to bring a kingdom. And the kingdom is the life of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And all who participate in that life fully in heaven. He came to bring us the one thing every single one of us needs. And that's the power of a new life. The power of the life of God that makes us born again, makes us children of God. It brings us into the family of God. It heals our soul. It gives us a new heart. It animates us in the Holy Spirit. We become temples of the living God. This is massive change. This is almost impossible to describe in terms of the depth of what this means. Everything else we're doing, everything else we're chasing after in this world, no matter how big it is, no matter how impactful it is, might be a very good thing. But whatever it is, whatever we build in this world, whatever we accomplish in this world, it's all going to pass away. It doesn't mean it's worthless or it's bad. We're living out our life responsibly. You know, God's the one who put us here and he gave us talents and gifts and we live it out to the best that, that we can be. But we're, the Christian people live with a renewed mind. Like St. Paul, you know, exhorts us, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be sober, be clear-headed, understand the will of God and what God has given to us in Jesus. And so it's helpful to see, you know, and to think about how Jesus has brought that about in our lives. And I, I love to talk about this because it's so important for us to understand. The Catechism is a great place to go to because it summarizes what Scripture reveals, and Scripture speaks to us under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit about what the Lord has actually done for us. Paragraph 668, Christ died and lived again, that he might be Lord both of the dead and of the living. So Jesus Christ is Lord, Kyrios. That was the title. Lord was a title that the emperor, the Roman emperors had, right? But Jesus is Lord, not just of a part of the earth or of a limited body of people in the earth. He is the Lord of the living and the dead. All power and authority belong to him. He's the ruler and the king over it all, including the, the, the entire cosmos, not just the earth. Paragraph goes on, it says, Christ's ascension into heaven signifies his participation in his humanity, in God's power and authority. I emphasized in his humanity because this is such good news for us. 
The eternal Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, humbled himself and became obedient and took on human flesh. He emptied himself of his absolute royalty and power and took on human flesh in the womb of Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit. And his life, passion, death, and resurrection and his ascension into glory and his being seated at the right hand of the Father is the totality of God's saving act, at least the beginning of it. Because when Jesus, in his human flesh, which is underlined here in the Catechism, in his humanity, God's new creation, God's plan, the amazing, astounding thing God is doing, is he's bringing about a new humanity, a new creation, one that's not subject to the powers of sin and death. And it begins in the person of Jesus. That's why the Catechism goes on the same paragraph. We say, Jesus Christ is Lord. He possesses all power in heaven and on earth. And he alone is the one that's far above all rule and authority and power and dominion. For the Father has put all things under Jesus' feet. Christ is Lord of the cosmos and of history. In him, human history and indeed all creation are set forth and transcendently fulfilled. Now, that's a mouthful. I'd encourage you, go to the catechism, pull it up on your computer if you don't have one at home, and, and just take up this one paragraph, 668, and just read it slowly and ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand what's being revealed there and its implication in your life. God bless you. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth, would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash FOE. That's renewalministries.net slash FOE.